Welcome to the RVA Affiliate Collective Podcast, where we share stories around the business of fitness and other things going on in the local RVA fitness community. Be sure to check out our collective shop at rvaaffiliatecollective.org and give us a follow on Instagram at RVA Affiliate Collective. Enjoy the show. Hi there. Hi. Welcome to the Collective Podcast. Thank you. I'm here with Mandy of Shaco Bottom CrossFit and also of Tribe Inc. Tribe, yep. For those who don't know, who are you and, and what do you do? Sure. Um, so like you said, I'm Mandy. Um, I am co-owner, I guess you would say, of Shaco Bottom CrossFit and also a account manager for Tribe. Um, is that Ryan? Just yeah. Yeah. The elite <laughs> athlete Ryan just walked in. Yeah. Watch out. Uh-oh. Um, but so yes, help Ryan do, um, member management, all of kind of member relations, um, anything outside of programming. Um, I do coach some, obviously not right now (laughs) for the gym as well. Um, but then also for tribe, um, as an account manager, my goal is to make sure that any gym that is on our platform, um, is comfortable with the way the platform is working for their business. Also to understand their business model, um, and how we can utilize the software to make them more successful. Um, it's amazing how much lack of business knowledge a lot of gym owners have. And I've learned that a lot, um, through my time with tribe. And so, um, that's what I do full time. And then the gym is probably something I do full time as well. It's just unscheduled random evening weekend late hours yeah what what's it like um i guess seeing the gym almost on both sides right so you manage software that Mm -hmm. some gyms use Mm -hmm. but then you also have your own gym i'm sure that creates an interesting dynamic when you're working with other gym owners because not only can you relate on some levels but you could also like peek into how they run their gyms, right? Yeah. It's been probably the biggest blessing. Um, you know, when when Ryan bought Shaco um, in July of 2017, they had Tribe. We were coming from um, a gym that I'm so grateful for just because of the, you know, the community aspect that I learned from it um, and everything. But buying Shaco, we, we weren't members of Shaco and um, came in they had tribe and that was something that, you know, it was one of those things where we were familiar with Wattify. Um, and we thought, you know, we were going to go with Wattify, but then once the, the gym became Ryan's and I had the opportunity to really get in to the platform and start to understand and see how tribe ran, um, how the, the previous owners of Shaco used the platform. Um, it gave me an insight to really see like, is this something we want to keep or not? And Ryan, um, came to me at one point and he's like, so, you know, what's the verdict? Ryan hates computers. (laughs) Like entering program is the furthest he wants to go. He signs members up and, you know, can, can help do things on the platform, but it's not something he spends a lot of his time doing. So, um, it really was, I took tribe before I was even a part of the company and, learned it. And at that point I was like, you know, I like it. There's some things that I really wish that they offered, um, in regards to training that they didn't have just because they were a really small company. Um, I think I was the sixth employee that was hired for them. 
and the only girl when I was hired, which was interesting. You know, it was an interesting dynamic. Um, I came from background of the dental field and I'd been in the dental field for eight years. Um, and so taking what from schooling and, and my previous job and putting that into kind of now this business ownership of, you know, that we had here and, and realizing that tribe, what they were missing was the customer service piece, the training aspect that's really important. Um, and so Ryan's like, you know, the verdict. And I was like, you know, I like it. I think that there's things that they can do different. And he's like, well, how, how do you think that you can change that? And I was like, well, I'm going to try and work for him. And so that's kind of where that relationship began, which was really cool. I put a job alert on Indeed and waited for something to pop up. And about six months after the, we had bought the gym, um, that did. It, it popped up and I reached out and was like, you know, this isn't my normal, my normal support ticket to you. This is, you know, I'm, I just want to express to you as a new owner and a new um, user of your product, kind of what my experience was. Um, and how I think you do X, Y, and Z really, really well and where I think that the product could be better. Um, and had a few phone interviews. They're a company that's uh, based in Boston. So I had a few phone interviews. And um, next thing I knew in May of 2018, I was now working um, customer support, which then grew into account management. Um, so utilizing and seeing how other businesses run um, has, has really allowed me to, one, help because of that experience that I've had um, just from what we've tried and succeeded at or tried and failed at here, um, but then also use that information to get, you know, ideas for what we can do to, for Shaco to be better. That's interesting. So yeah. you noticed there was an issue with a product you had mm -hmm. that you were paying for. Mm -hmm. And instead of looking for another one or complaining or whatever, you just said, well, I'll just go work for them and change it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not necessarily that I could change it, but I think that I could be what I realized more so that the product, there were things that I didn't like about the product. It was just that there was a lack of training on. So Tribe was built by one person, sure. right? initially mm -hmm. one man built this and he's an engineer and so his mind probably as an engineer works different than ours right there's some things that he will say that i think the same way and then there's things that he will say and i never would have thought of it that way so when he designed a product that gym owners need there could be a feature i expect it to work one way but because his mind is different it's designed to work a different way. And right. what I found is not that the product didn't work. I just, there wasn't anything to tell me the intention of it. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't know the intention, I can't use it to benefit me the best that it can. And so that's when I kind of dedicated myself to understanding how the product worked. And I started learning how his mind worked versus how I thought it should work. And implementing that because the way the previous users, users use or owners use the software, um, I realized they were using it just in the way they thought it worked. And so I found when I changed the process of like the creation of memberships or um, how we use the attendance packs or how they entered programming, we realized that the product worked great. It's just there was no one there to teach you that. Yeah. And so... There weren't, I mean, there were some helps in articles that were written at that point. Um, 
but there weren't a ton. We had one 30 minute call with someone when taking over ownership to kind of show us the platform. And then it was us, our own. So that was previously, and now Tribe is 17, 15 or 17 employees and has grown significantly just between training. And then that's where my role comes in and showing gyms what they're trying to do and how to best set that up on, on the platform to get the outcome that they're looking for. It's if they think something's wrong on the platform, I would be certain to say 90% of the time they've set it up and it's user error. Sure. Um, what they've told the computer in a setting is not what they're implying in the setup of that, the product of what they're trying to create. Right. And then the outcome ends up being there's an issue. And so um, it's just educating them on, on how to use that. Yeah. There's a, it's one thing to get to engineer something that works really well. Mm-hmm. And another thing to engineer it to where not only does it work really well, but everyone else can easily understand it and, and use it. And, right. um, in my full-time job, we, we do a lot of talk about the customer journey and, mm-hmm. and understanding how they want to use the tool and trying to build a tool around that versus building a tool around features and, and realizing maybe it's not usable. Right. right, <laughs> and right. There's this whole, there's this whole like industry or, or I would say a job title dedicated to just user, user design, right. user experience, you know, yeah. how they're interacting with the product, you know, and it's always funny to hear those conversations between the engineers and like the front end developers of like, well, why on earth would they ever want to click on it that way? And it's like, because that's, that is how you would do it. If you're in the, you're their shoes and it's like, well, I, I would never do it. It's like, there's right. this whole disconnect, you know? <laughs> and that's, I mean, I think that that's been the, the huge benefit to Tribe growing as a company one, but um, also being able to put in multiple people's opinion now in Michael's design. Um, we just launched appointments and that was really exciting. Um, and the design of it had, we had the ability to give him feedback onto what we would expect or see, want to see. And, and the launch has been really successful, which is cool. Um, obviously, like anything, when you launch something new, there's small things that have to be fixed or, or you know, changed. But Overall, it's it's been a really good launch, and I think that's power and and the people, right? Yeah. Of the more people you have being able to help you, the yeah. better you're gonna you're gonna serve. And they're out of Boston, right? They are. I love Boston. The CrossFit Mecca. Oh yeah. my goodness! I'm wearing CFNE sweats. I was gonna right say now. I saw yeah. that when you got out your car. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those that don't know, um, once a year you have to make the journey to Boston, and and you know. Um, do that whole uh, pilgrimage that is CrossFit up there. I mean, you got CrossFit Reebok One, you got um, the Reebok headquarters there now. Um, you got Tribe, you got yeah. Whoop, you yeah. got uh, oh my goodness, it's so CFNE. Amazing. You've no got, Bull is there. Yeah, No Bull is there. You got Tilt. Mm-hmm. You got Fuel for Fire, which mm-hmm. actually operates out of the same building as CFNE. It's right. it's crazy how you know CrossFit obviously started in um, Santa Cruz. Um, California and, you know, everyone talked about California being the home of CrossFit, but now I would say that the Northeast corridor is, is, is there. Yeah. They've really, uh, established themselves there. Um, what was it like, I guess, um, planning to buy in or, or purchase this? Cause you mentioned, um, you, you kind of just came in and took it over from, I guess, previous owners. So what was that like that process of, you know, looking at someone else's books and like making the risk. And I'm sure there was things you found out after the fact that you didn't know prior. Right. And well, I things would, we didn't think to, about. Yeah. I would yeah. love to hear that whole process sure, of, of sure. buying a gym. Um, and truthfully, the way that um, we even found out about 
about the gym was Ryan was coaching at James River. Um, I started CrossFit at CrossFit Midlow. I love that community and um, the a gym lot of, itself. A lot of gym owners have come from Midlow. From Midlow. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, that's those are some harder times in my life, darker days um, would be a whole different podcast <laughs> um, in that that journey. But I, yeah. I started CrossFit at, well, I started, I guess, my health journey at almost 200 pounds. So 60 pound weight loss, gain some of that back muscle, and then also change of life, things sure. like that. But um, that's how I was brought into the CrossFit world. Um, from the change of, of Midlow, um, being a member at Midlow, life changes. Um, Ryan started coaching at James River and, um, Gala is actually the one who found a gym in Richmond for sale and knowing that Ryan's dream since he was 13 years old was to own a gym. Um, she sent it to him, shared it and, uh, he reached out and he reached out to his dad. His dad is a a consultant in the more in the middle medical field side, but he's a, a business owner, um, sure. small business owner in a sense. And, um, so him and his dad really, I kind of wasn't in that. I was in the process once it officially happened, but it was just something that I didn't want to be any type of, I don't want to say influence, but this truthfully, this is Ryan's dream, you know, owning a gym or being a part and managing a gym was never, in my realm of dreams or did I think I would ever be here? Am I grateful? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like I think God takes you where he wants you, you know, it's, it's his purpose, his plan in my eyes. Um, and so the things that have happened, I am thankful for, but with that being said, Ryan and his dad came down here and toured the facility. It was very discreet. We didn't even know the name of the gym. Um, coming down here. Obviously when you get the address, you learn right. what, yeah. you know, where the, um, what gym it is. But Ryan could not talk to any of the members because the members had no clue that the gym was for sale. Right. Um, and he came in, um, discussing kind of the paperwork, what the cost of the gym was going to be to purchase it, what that included. That was basically like his book of business and all the equipment we were taking over the lease, um, of, of the facility here. We don't own this building. Um, so taking over the lease, um, kind of all of, all of that process once it was, you know, Ryan hates the city. Really? <laughs> he doesn't now, like he, this is where our, our right, second family right. is, you know, not, he, not he doesn't hate it, it now, yeah. but it's something that I think, again, you know, it's, I just think there's, there's reason behind everything. There's purpose behind everything. And, um, he had spent quite a bit of time down here, months prior. So he had gotten used to parallel parking and, and stuff like that. So once he came down here, if, if he hadn't had that experience, I don't know that he would have been as open-minded about it. Um, but he, once the, the purchase was, was finalized, um, the previous owners had announced in the Facebook page that, you know, the gym would be changing ownership as of July one and very awesome, you know, kind of welcome to Ryan into the community and everything, um, as well. But that process itself, like you said, was looking at the books and looking at other people's, you know, tax records and, and everything it's, and then what you find out afterwards, um, it was a stressful experience. Again, yeah. I, I didn't really include myself in it until it was officially done because gotcha. I wanted Ryan to make the decision without, me being a, a 
like an external influence. An, right. Like yeah. obviously he asked my opinion and sure. he wanted to know and how I felt about it, but I wanted him to make that decision, listen to himself. You know, it's, it's hard. There were a lot of people, there were a lot of cheerleaders for him. And then there was also people who were like, man, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You know, I don't know that you're ready yet. And I'm so glad that he, I think, truthfully listened to his heart and, and what he felt his support system could offer. Um, so once he officially, the, the gym was purchased, um, that was something that diving into that I became a part of. And it used to be co-owned, Shackle Bottom CrossFit was co-owned, and it was only old, owned by one owner when, when Ryan purchased it. And um, from that point, the previous co-owner, if I haven't lost you there. No, so there was two. There was yeah. two, then there was one. Then there's one, the one who was no longer a part of the business. During the purchase. Correct, yeah. was one who sat down with me on a Sunday and kind of walked me through members and member by member and things like that of knowing, you know, who's a member who hasn't showed up in a while and, you know, potentially reaching out and, you know, explaining that there's new ownership and stuff like that. So he was a huge, huge help. He still will come and work out here. We love having him in the community. Oh, that's and awesome. Stuff. Yeah. It's, it, he was a, I can't even like begin to, to explain how grateful I was for that. Um, but that's when I became a part of the full process was when it was done. Um, and at that point it was just more of a matter of coming in and cleaning the gym. I feel like right. was run because the previous owner had a full-time job as well. Mm -hmm. Um, it was run more as like a clubhouse than it was in a sense. It was a business and he was, sure. he wasn't failing in any way, shape or form. He just did not have the ability or the team. And we've talked a little bit about this, of mm -hmm. how important for gyms to be successful. You have to have a team of people that are good at what they do. When yep. gym owners try and wear every hat, they can't grow to the point to where they can be a successful business long-term, I think, right? And so I think that was more of the previous owner's situation is he didn't have the time to invest in it and he also didn't have the time to find the people that could also be who he needed. You know, he had a lot of part-time coaches. Sure. Um, and from what we've, you know, we've heard and, and learned from from members is there weren't always coaches here um during class times and stuff like that um oh yeah sorry i was distracted okay. by the table it's all right being i was yeah. wondering what you're looking at like, jeff is, is treating francisco awesome. um so jeff's a physical therapist that we have on staff and and or not on staff but um partly he does work for for our members and he treats uh, members here and then takes them to his facility to finalize treatment and stuff that's great so that's what he's doing francisco is has a, a growing pain, unfortunately, oh. that he's had surgery on once. So that's what they're talking, they're, they're dealing with today. Um, but so I don't think he had the time to invest that into Shaco. And so right. the gym again was not, it was not failing. Um, it just couldn't grow mm -hmm. right without more attention and detail. And I think the previous owner had more, a desire to take something in another, another air, like business process stream, which still had something to do with CrossFit or with Olympic lifting or something. And so he just wasn't able to give this place what gotcha. he, you know, he, it needed. Um, so when we came in, there was a whole lot of cleaning that happened, um, hanging a, a shower door and, and trying to give to the community without changing anything, um, right. in the beginning, except for like, we didn't change anything financially, sure. um, in the business in the beginning, we didn't 
change rates or anything. The only things that really changed was the gym was cleaner, organized a little bit different, um, and the programming was different. So um, that was initially. But then a couple of things that I found in the beginning that we didn't really take into consideration um, through the the purchase per se was um, year paid and fold members. You know, you don't realize, like we didn't realize that seven year paid and full members had joined in June. They paid their entire year upfront in June, but they were going to be training for the next 11 months with us without us seeing any revenue. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And it's, those are things like looking back now, mm -hmm. like if I would have known that we would have tried to work through some of that because the revenue was received in 11 months of, of that was going to be our, our business. Mm -hmm. Right. Thankfully, all of those members stayed the following June. Um, we didn't lose any members from the transition that That's I recall, good. unless it was something that they had moved away or were, were getting ready to move away. Right. Um, the typical things. Right. Yeah. The, the typical stuff you deal with in a city specifically too, right next to a college. Um, but that was, that was kind of one of the biggest things is that we didn't look at or take into consideration. We looked at X number of active members and here's where my, my tribe knowledge comes in. And what I learned about tribe was dealing through all of these things is I also realized that you have the ability in tribe to see your active member count very easily. That active member count could be very much skewed based on how things are set up. Gotcha. And what I mean by that is um, we were looking at, and granted, active member versus like revenue, they're two totally different things. And, and active member can say one thing, but if your revenue is low, it's getting chilly in here since you made me turn the heat off. Are you feeling oh, that? Oh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm cold too. I'm like rubbing <laughs> my hands. Um, but active member um, can say one thing. Your revenue is really what tells the story, right? Because sure, yeah. you could have 200 members, but if you have 200 members all with a discount and yet your rate is yeah. $180, but they all have a discount and they're paying closer to 120 Right. Right. Um, I think two brain calls at your average revenue per member. Correct. Right. That, and that, the arm. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> um, it. That, that's interesting, too, because when you take over a client list, a lot of times you might have assumptions that you just assume it's that way because you couldn't imagine it being any different. And then you find out that, you know, someone cleans the gym for a membership. Mm -hmm. Someone comes in and does X, Y, Z for membership. Sure. And this person came in at ninety nine dollars and has been the same for 10 years. Yep. And yep. then you look at your books again, you're like, oh, like I don't have say 200 members all paying 200 bucks. Correct. I have, you know, 200 members paying an average of like 130, Correct. which is a, a big, lot different. big game changer when it comes to like planning. planning. And, oh yeah. yeah. Big time. Big <laughs> Did time. you find a lot of that? Like just numbers didn't add up the way you thought? A hundred percent. So we knew what the gym made on average monthly. Right. And so we didn't come into it expecting that we were getting the revenue of $140. So that was their membership rate was $140 on the website, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of people did have discounts. So we didn't come into it thinking that everyone was was paying that rate. And But you do come into it thinking, okay, we've, we have access to 135 people, which is about what we thought it was. 135 people to now provide a new service for sure. and potentially grow this $10,000 that they're implying, you know, is there, is there their sure. monthly, you know, revenue or whatever it is to 
grow on. Okay. What we didn't realize that tribe aspect and, and learning the, the platform was that in that 130 members, attendance packs, memberships. So people who bought 10 pack punch cards Mm -hmm. were included in that number. Well, an attendance pack is a one-time purchase and they were some of those that were sold a year prior, but they had no expiration date set for them. Oh, and so they're, gotcha. they bought, they were purchased a year prior. They still had five remaining. Yep. And the last time they came was nine months ago. Oh, wow. I'm never going to have access to that person. Right. So I don't have access to 130 people. I have access when it was all finally after late nights of going through person by person and understanding the platform, I truly had access to about 75 mm-hmm. consistent people. Um, and so that was a, a big thing is like, if, a, if someone is listening to this and trying to, or considering buying a gym or selling a gym, like do your due diligence and know what you have in the system and make it apparent for that person and, or do your research to see is that number truly the, the number of, of people that you have access to or, or not? Yeah. Um, so that was a big part, um, in, in buying it and, and understanding things that we didn't know going into it that we now know, um, which, you know, was huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's always, I guess, going to be a little bit of that when you've never owned a business or gym and you become a business owner of a gym, Mm -hmm. right? There's always going to be something that you discover and looking back is always uh, easier, you know? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And and that's where I think my why with, with tribe comes in and where our clients see such a value of having a gym owner on staff is because of the fact that those are things that I can share my knowledge on, you know, it's, I will say it all the time once a day, at least as, you know, this isn't tribe owner to, and, you know, customer, this is owner to owner is like, what do you want? Right. What is your goal or what, what's the outcome you're looking for right now? And then let's figure out a plan to get there. Yeah. I think you, you come with some authenticity right. because, uh, you sure. can easily empathize versus, yeah, I think, a lot of like gym software might've been gym owners in the past. Usually they're not active owners. Mm-hmm. And so that's really neat that you can just be like, Hey, like I totally dealt with this issue last week. Yes. Here's what I did yep. at my gym, you know? Yep. And, um, I think it just provides a better, a better service. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think the other part too, about like buying the, the gym, we didn't make any financial change, um, for the first year mm-hmm. that we, we're here. Um, so you were talking about the members who have such a significant discounted rate. There were members that were paying $50 less than other members. And especially because when you take over and purchase a gym and you're now the owners of a gym and you're growing or you're bringing new people in, those people are coming in at the rate that is set. I don't, you know, it's, it's not like I'm bringing friends in to give them discounts and stuff like that as well. So I've got brand new people who haven't, you know, who are, are new to our community and new to us. And then we have these, these other members that there's a big gap between what they're paying. So for that first year, we were really more focused on building relationships and building a community. And, um, the first few times I, I worked out here, like I'm going to be full transparent. I told Ryan, I'm like, I would leave. And I was so used to the community that we had at Midlow. 
right? Or that even I felt, and I didn't work out at James River a ton. Um, I bought, like purchased a 10 pack punch card, like two workouts before Ryan ended up buying this place, oh, which is really? so funny. That's so funny. if Gayla's listening, you know, I still have eight, I think that <laughs> I could drop in and go work out. That's right. I'm kidding. They expire after 90 days. Right, right. right. Exactly. <laughs> or you're still an active member in her or system. In, yeah. And, and maybe she doesn't know. That's so right. there's a lot of things that, the different ways you can look at it there. Um, but after I worked out here a couple of times, I, I looked at Ryan and I've told all of our members this, that our two year party was so fun, but I'm like, I hate this gym, Ryan. These people, they don't say bye. They don't really want to, like, yeah, they don't, yeah. they don't want to engage in, in, in a conversation with you. Like they come in, do what they're going to do and, and want to leave. And then after I said that, you know, I laid in bed at night that night and I was like, you know what? The cool thing is, is it's, it's in my power to change that. True. You know, it's now like that's never been an option before. Uh, it, it is. But never have I had full ability to really change a community. Um, and so weeks later, it was something in more than weeks. It was probably, yeah, eight weeks, two months, whatever. There was a teamer going on. And Ryan likes brunch after teamers. We go next door to On the Rocks. Oh, yeah. And their brunch is delicious. Um, Shout out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. They've been so good to us too. And they give any of our members that go over there, if they're a part of our gym, you get a 10% discount off oh, your bill, so cool. which is cool. Yeah. Um, but we would go there after teamers and Ryan was hungry one day after a teamer and we couldn't get anyone to leave. Everyone was sitting around talking, Just hanging, out. hanging out. And I look around and, you know, it's a mom moment as a mom of a seven year old. And just that <laughs> maternal feeling, I look around and Ryan's like ready to eat and I start crying and I'm like, y'all are going to think I'm crazy right now. I make an announcement to everyone sitting around and they're all like, what in the heck? Why is this girl crying? You know, what's going on? And I'm just like, thank you. Thank you. Because this is what I prayed for. This is what we've wanted. And I can finally see that coming to life. Um, People wanted to be here. People were staying. We couldn't yeah. leave. And I mean, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So um, it's what I came from. It's, again, you know, it was a, a dark time in my life, a, a, a crossroad in my life. Um, I'm not going to say dark. I said dark earlier. I don't think it's a dark time in my life. It was a crossroad in my life. Um, and it's what I knew and what I loved and what supported me so much through that change. Um that, that changing time. And I wanted that. I, I wanted to feel that. That's why I loved CrossFit as much as I did. The first time I walked in there, you know, I see these people breathing heavy. Like it took me a long time to even walk in and reaching out to V and V's like, you're, you're going to be fine. You know, come in. She was so warm, so welcoming. It was awesome. Um, and when I finally did come in, I'm in my dress, you know, dress from work. And I mm -hmm. came straight from, from getting off work and, I go in there and there's these people that I'm like, this is crazy. Right. Like, uh, what is happening here? And then we leave and V reaches out and she's like, so when are you ready? You know, when are you ready to start Roots? And the next like group Roots wasn't starting for a while. Um, and so we were like, you know what? Let's just, let's commit and let's do it. And we did private Roots. Um, but that was something that I wanted. I needed that same warm feeling um, sure. in a community that I was helping manage, right? Yeah. I mean, the first year you're 
you really just, because you couldn't really interact or you weren't part of the gym that you, you purchased, there's a lot of just settling, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to settle, let the dust settle of, right. of everything and get to know people and earn their trust. Sure. And once you have that trust, um, then you, that's what we waited for. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, we didn't make that financial change. And then what we did was we announced, um, four months ahead of time because some of this was going to be a, a large increase, um, for these members is because everyone, oh, sorry, okay. everyone was going to be going to the same rate. It wasn't going to be your, we're adding $10 to your current rate. Right. This is, we are raising our prices to $150. And whether you're on a $90 a month membership or you're on the 140 a mm. month, you're going to 150. You know, that's our, our current rate now. Um, and it's something that for unlimited and it's something that with giving them that notice, telling them in September that it was going to be implemented on February 1st, people had time to be able to plan for it, discuss, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, a couple members that made the drive into the city um, be because their rate was so much lower. I think one member we ended up and he still comes to our free like Saturday, every Saturday at Shaco is free. Yeah. We don't charge anyone, not even out of town drop-ins. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. It's, you know, but it's, it's something that this, whether you're in town, you already have expenses of traveling, like come be a part of a community, be healthier and then go on out and enjoy your weekend. Um, but I think for that specific member, it was a matter of he was paying such a low rate that the drive that he was making right it and his job had changed at kind of the same time mm -hmm. his job had changed so that member you know but other than than him and one other who was on a two time per week membership who was struggling to get here enough out of all of our members like having that notice no one despite such a huge increase for some of them no one had issues with it which was awesome it's a testament of the the trust you built right right Right. Which was cool. You know, it was maybe it your was, mom moment really uh, right. worked, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Everyone will probably say that it's definitely, I, I think for the two year anniversary, I didn't like, we didn't take Ryan or I took any superlatives ourselves, but I was labeled mom of the gym, which is fitting. Huh. I, when we, when we first bought the gym and we were in here, I was the only mom and we've gotten to see, we now have many moms, several moms and several expecting moms, which is really that's cool. so cool. Yeah. Yeah, you would think in this area that it'd be mostly, you know, college students. You don't think of many people that live right around here and you're kind of like 18th and right. and broad. Um, right. But there there are communities around here, you know, yeah, and you absolutely. want them to be fit. Absolutely. Um, and it's really neat that you're also bringing those people into not just, you know, say college students and targeting sure. them. Sure. Um, we probably, we definitely get more young professionals Um and college students, we see those people more, but it is something that we are um, committed to making our way into the communities that have young families, right? I want my son to be able to come in here and have friends to play with. That was another part about Midlow. Granted, in this rectangle of a box of 5,000 square feet, with a huge bathroom too, you know, it's like that's right in the middle of the space, Um I don't have somewhere to put a jungle gym like Midlow does, but we do have somewhere that the kids can play um, in between workouts or hang out. And so that's something that's important is I want that for my son. I want to be able for him to have relate, build relationships within here too. Yeah. Um, he does it with our members and our members are amazing and fun. 
um, and and play with them all the time. But it's something that having families in here um, is is important. Well, it sets the example, right? It shows yeah. shows the example of hey, you know, mom and dad work out, and mm-hmm. I want to do that too. It's versus, important to be healthy, definitely. Versus like my my upbringing was not not nearly as healthy. You know, just. Sure. You know, we wouldn't go to the gym. We wouldn't right. eat well, and you know, um, so it's really neat to to give that example, instill it in them early. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool when, like, Mason will grab the broom, and he'll snatch it. <laughs> you there you know? go. There you or go. he'll put the the broom on his back and do a back. He's like, Mom, watch, and do a back squat or take the milk out of the fridge and squat it. You know, <laughs> odd object. That's <laughs> so cool. It is cool. It's it's yeah. fun to be able to see, and I want. I want other people to to have that opportunity as well to to teach, like you said, teach their their kids a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, it would be really neat that it's not abnormal, right? That right. Um, having being fit, being lean, having muscles as a female or as a child even is not abnormal. Right. That that being obese and overweight is like it's weird that I guess society will accept. Um, someone walking down the street being like overweight. But if you see, and I'm taking this from uh, Amanda Barnhart saying she was talking about it, that when she goes down the street, you know, she's very fit. um, She knows people are going to stop her and say something, Mm -hmm. but like they would never say that to someone who's overweight or or even just like average. So she's like, it's sad that being fit as a woman is, is such an abnormal thing in society. And so I think teaching them young, showing in the minutes that, you know, women are, just as strong, if not stronger. Mm-hmm. And then, then men is, is awesome. And I love that example yeah. as well. I, I love that too. It's, you know, it's something that I was mentioning. My dad had texted me right before the podcast had, had started. And, um, my dad is, is overweight and he's struggling. He has two knee replacements and it's something that like there's 5,000 square feet here. And I have someone who's professionally trained, like what the hell am I doing? Yeah. And so yeah. my conversation with my dad this morning was like, look, two days a week, you're committing. I don't, you tell me the time, but you and the day that works best for you and we'll work it around as long as it's not during Ryan. He does many individual personal trainings um, already. So as long as it's not in the times that those people have already booked, we're getting you in here and you're going to start working out two days a week, moving. It's not, and yeah, not working out. It's just moving. And I'm like, dad, just by that, you're going to feel the reason I say that is I FaceTimed him. I wanted Mason to be able to chat with him on a Sunday and he looked rough. And it kind of hit me um, in a sense of like, here I am with all of this opportunity and my own dad, like if something were to happen to him, I would, I can only imagine like the guilt that I would feel after the fact. And like, I don't want that. You know, I want to help him to be healthy, just like I want to help the stranger, Eric, you know, we walked in our door and wanted to lose weight doing a six week challenge back in 2018 and he's lost a hundred pounds. If I can help a stranger lose a hundred pounds, I can help my dad. Yeah. Do you think, and this might be personal with, sure. with your father, but do you think it's obviously like your example with Eric, he walked in and wanted to, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to create the want, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. if, if someone, I feel like, and this might be marginalizing people, but I feel like if someone truly wants, say, to lose weight, mm-hmm. um, they're going to find find, a, find way. a way. Sure. And I only speak from my experience of being very much overweight, obese, and, and finding a way, not right. the best way to lose weight, right. but I found a way. Right. Um, 
and he has all this at his disposal. He has, right. you know, I would say experts in the field, essentially, sure. and a community of people who would support him. They wouldn't make fun of him. It nope. wouldn't be an awkward Globo Gym moment, right? It would be that embrace that, say, you felt coming into CrossFit right. your first time. And is it hard to to get him to have the desire? You or? know, I don't think that, well, I think that it depends on the person. When I, my stories like yours, like I found myself to a point to where I was very unhappy. I love fashion and I love um, shopping and things like that. And I found that I w- didn't have a joy for that anymore because of where I was with my own body image. Like people tell me they never would have imagined that I was self-conscious, but I was, you who, know, who very, isn't these days, right, exactly, you know? <laughs> exactly. Still yeah. to this day, like there yeah. are things that I'm insecure about and, but that's me. Um, yep. and I work towards tackling those daily. Um, but for like someone like my dad, I think that's where I want people to understand is that's where CrossFit is different and not necessarily CrossFit, but gyms in general, that, that focus on personal training, um, strength and conditioning, the methodology behind so many people have the stigma that they can't do CrossFit. Right. Right. And so it's understanding that signing up for a membership at planet fitness or American family fitness, unless you're going to take their group classes or unless you are trained in the field of, of what you should be doing, right. To benefit you, you're going to go there. You're going to walk around, not know what you're doing, lift a little bit of weight, wonder again what you should do. And then you're going to leave and not know, not feel accomplished. And then you feel defeated. Yeah. And so I don't think for my dad, it's not that he doesn't want to because he does those things. I don't think he has the knowledge Mm -hmm. or it's just not his expertise, you know, it's, it's, and so he doesn't, he doesn't know how to. And so it's a matter of where there's a will, there's a way you can, everyone can walk, which then can lead to a jog, which then can lead to a run, which can lead to being healthier. But there's other aspects of that that are important. Um, And that's what I think I wish more people would understand about the gyms in our community is there are people here that, and everywhere else, I mean, there's two within a mile from us. Like anywhere you go, you can find a facility that's dedicated to your health and having a program that's going to work for you. Um, so I wouldn't say that it's in some people, I think, yes, it, it does come down to, they're not unhappy enough yet to want to. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's where, when I finally decided I want to be able to chase my son on the soccer field, um, or, and not get out of breath or be embarrassed, um, is when I was motivated enough to make that change. But other people have to get there too. It's just also an understanding of, are they not there because they just don't know what to do? Yeah. And I think there is in some generations, obviously there's a a knowledge gap, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when you're talking like maybe the the boomer generation, because you have the low fat, you know, uh, diets, you had all that stuff that, you know, they were taught growing up that is completely different than what we're learning now. Right. And CrossFit in itself is only maybe 20 years old. Right, right. Um, so it's still relatively new for someone maybe who's been around 60, 70 years and, and trying to convince them that this is going to be different than all the things maybe they've tried. Right. I think there's some of that too, right? So maybe it's not the will. It's just like 
well, I've tried X, Y, Z didn't work. Didn't Why work. is this one more right. thing? Um, and then you turn on the TV and you see like, you know, the Peloton bikes and the mirrors and it, there's always, it feels gimmicky sure. in the fitness space. Cause someone's always trying to like, you know, hawk a product of some sort. And maybe that bike or that mirror works for one person. That's great. Right. Um, but there's a huge difference in getting a personal training like touch or personal training if you mm-hmm. can in these small group classes and right. these um, community classes where your, your friends and family are. Um, you're more likely to come back and keep doing it just because Be you enjoy being around people versus yeah. you enjoy working out. You know, exactly. that's more like a side effect, I think. hundred <laughs> percent. I say that all the time. Like, and I even had a member, um, my member, Hannah, she hasn't been with us that long. Um, but she came and she's like, and we have another another girl who was nervous about, about joining. And, and Hannah's like, I come here because I want to see my friends and working out is just the positive of, of what comes from that. She's like, I come here to hang out too. You know, it's, and that's yeah. what she feels it's like. It's like when an she's excuse come. to get together yes. versus like, Oh, let's hit the bar and have drinks. Right. Just to see your friends. Well, exactly. you could hit the gym and sweat. My five fifteen class right now, if I could, my heart couldn't be more full with the group of people in the community of that class in itself and in general. Right. And obviously it, it branches out to all of, all of the people, um, or all of the members, but the five fifteen class, it's like, if you guys don't start RSVPing and you show up here and my class is too full, I'm going to have to figure out (laughs) something for you because it is getting to the point to where that is when a huge group of people that are enjoying each other's company are coming and yet I'm seeing it and I'm like insurance, like it cannot be, you know, you, you have to be safe and you have to be smart, but there's a, uh, member or customer experience thing too exactly. with that, right? So the, the newer person that comes to five, you know, they come it's intimidating. in. Intimidating. It's intimidating, but then it's also quick to feel lost in right. the crowd. Right. Um, cause, uh, you know, one coach to 12 is a lot different than one to 20. A hundred percent. Um, one to 20 is more like just, you know, hurting cats almost yes. like it's just, yes. it's just running it's the clock much. and running the, the class, you know, when, when you have like 12 people, you actually give that personal touch yep. and, you want to keep it balanced, right? There's right. always some, some classes that will overflow a little bit from right. time to time. Um, is there, are you looking at ways to incentivize other time slots or um, bring people into other classes instead of onboarding them into maybe that one? Sure. When we went through the whole process of a six week challenge, never again, will I do that? Um, tell me, tell me about that. Oh my first. gosh. Yeah. Tell- I have my <laughs> in my hair from that. I have like, my opinions. So oh gosh. For those that don't know, these six week challenges are the typical, you know, we'll give you X amount of revenue of new memberships. Everyone's going to sign up kind right. of, um, things that you see online. I, I can't remember. I think it's gym launch is one of them. Um, yeah. there's a lot out there and there they work for some people. Some people love them. Um, I think it's harder on the business owners necessarily than it is the members, but I have like my own thoughts yeah, about both. the culture. Right. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. So, so go ahead. What's your experience? Sure. With it? So, I mean, it's just something that in the beginning and, and we've, we've had a, it was, I, mean, I don't want to say it wasn't successful. There was a lot of learning opportunity, which made it successful financially. There was also, you know, success in it too, but it wasn't, and it's not who we are or what we want to present ourselves at 
ourselves as it's not, it was, it was none of those things, but the six week challenge itself, you know, that's where we got our member, Eric, he came in and he was dedicated and, right. and he joined after the six week challenge and that's great. And he ended up losing over a hundred pounds and is still crushing it. He drives from Midlothian whole street. Oh, wow. Works at capital one North, like the Northern, I don't know where it is, not the one right here. And then comes here, he plans his, his day around coming to Shaco and I am beyond grateful for that and love having Eric in our community. Um, but that's, that's one success story, mm -hmm. right? Of it. The six week challenge itself is there's successful ways to do it. It just, like you said, it puts a lot of stress on the, uh, coaches and the owners because they're the ones who are having to manage the class with having people. So when you talk about timing and um, have we done anything to incentivize extra, <laughs> you're fine, hi, um, extra like, or incentivize time classes specifically, that's one thing we did do is mm -hmm. we held these six week challenge classes only during our smaller class hours. At the end of all of this, my noon class is a full, healthy, awesome group of people. And I think that that is specifically because of our six week challenge and pivot pass, um, pivot pass slash fringe, yep. um, all of their owners and their main group of, of people work out here at the noon class, which and, is awesome. And pivot pass is like a thing that corporate wellness can sign on Correct. to and their <clears throat> employees can kind of like punch card to different sure. fitness studios around the area. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, and so, uh, Brig and then between Brig and, and his group of, of people and that we've become part of our community as well. Our noon class has, has flourished because of that. Our noon class used to be one to two people. Now it's anywhere from eight to 12. Yeah. I've been in one day. actually. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed how much I, I've been in a couple and I think one of them, I was surprised because how many, how many more people than the last time right. I had been in and I noticed it was kind of growing and I think noon is a tough hour, sure. um, I do too. especially if you can't, cause it's an hour long class. Mm -hmm. If you go over, right. Every, right. If say if your typical person has an hour br lunch break, they have mm -hmm. to get here, change, work out, come back, hopefully shower right. or not, <laughs> or not depending right. on what kind of work they do. <laughs> uh, downtown I think is the best market to do a noon class right. just because, you know, there's people that could work across the street. They could come over and yep. it's super easy, but I think most gyms actually struggle with noon classes. Right. Right. Um, and apparently, I guess you did too, until you kind until of boosted the, the membership, yeah, right? Thankfully, like that's yeah. one of the benefits for the six week, week challenge that it did help members that stayed. Um, we kind of targeted, you can target market times because if people can come in for an interview to discuss their goals and, and things like that at noon, yeah. more than likely they have a schedule that's going to allow them to come to that noon class. So right. we did take, if, if you're going to run a six week challenge, you know, it's, I don't think you need to pay a company to teach you how to market yourself online and things like that. But it's something that's important to really have a process from start to finish of like what you expect. When are you checking in with these people? You know, what does this look like from a member's experience? A member of your gym who's not doing the six week challenge, but also what does this look like from the six week challengers experience and really know that process fully before you dive in. Because if you don't, you're going to 
change your mind, things are going to not work and you're going to change something up trying to get something to work. And it's just too much chaos. Um, again, I, it's just not something that having the, the people, the members come in, there wasn't really a, it's kind of like a six week roots, I guess you would say. So the way we ran it was Ryan programmed our normal as prescribed workouts with, you know, our normal members would have scaling options. If it was during a class where there was other members in, um, then there was also a six week challenge workout that was, that was given. So, but it was a lot for that coach. It was, it could be stressful, um, having yeah. so many new members in a class and then trying to manage that class and give your current existing members enough attention while still helping them. It's just a lot. Um, yeah. so it's a niche it's you, I would say you need your own coach for those members. If you're running it, the days that we ran it when they were big classes and we had two coaches, it was, it was fine. It was right. great. Um, and we retained members from it, but you also don't retain as many because right. of the chaos of it all. And so, yeah. And my experience with it was, um, I found that, and I guess in that sense, it was a little bit different cause it was like a dedicated slot for just challenge only. Sure. So you didn't have a mix of people in the same floor, but it was after the six weeks that those members would float into your regular scheduling schedule mm -hmm. um there we found a, a, a culture shock right um just because you would have say you had 20 people in your challenge say 10 sign up mm -hmm. and those 10 go immediately to the class the same class because mm -hmm. they want to be together so you have 10 brand new people that know each other from six weeks and a class with five to ten other people sure. that have been there for years sure um and it was almost like oh gosh two different groups in one class and it would it would shock the longtime members more, right. I think, because they didn't know these people. They saw they're getting a lot more attention from coaching because they're right. newer. Right. Um, and it, it, there's a fine line, right? It's up to the coach to kind of squash that and find out, figure out a way to make it work. Sure. But it can also be very traumatic, I think, to your membership base. Um, and then you might find long-term members start leaving, right? Because they don't feel like it's their gym anymore. They've, like all these people just all showed up one day right. and it, it's, right. yeah, it's a I lot. I can't say our members didn't feel that, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I think our members know that like communication is key for me. If there's something you need by all means, like come right. to me, even if it's going to hurt my feelings. Like I can take it. I, I can't fix it if I don't know it. Yeah. Right. And that's what I explained to everyone who joins our gym is like, communicate with me. If, if you're struggling one month to with money, Cool. Yeah. Come to me and communicate. I can guarantee we can figure out a plan. Right. It's like there's nothing we can't conquer if we don't communicate or as long as we communicate. So I think that that's probably the reason you mentioned, like having the six week challengers at their own time. That was the reason we decided not to do its own class. We just targeted smaller classes mm -hmm. because then they already were mingled in. And once yep. the six week challenge was done, it ultimately ended up it was no no different. Now they were just on. EFT versus, you know, just a right. one time. It wasn't just a, sh a shock, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So that was something that I would say too, is like that made it, it helped us target those classes back to the original topic. We always right. go down rabbit holes and things. No, that's cool. But we always come back. Yeah, yeah. we do. Um, back to that, like uh, targeting class times, smaller class times, that was something that worked in the, in that regard. Yeah. It's just, you have to have the stamina to keep it up for it to continue to be successful. And yeah. And if you don't have like 
check-ins and things established for your your current membership, um, throwing a bunch of members on top of a system that's maybe not set up to take that many people at mm-hmm. a time is probably mm-hmm. not going to help out either, not, right? And right. you're going to pull your hair out um, trying to focus on all this influx of new people. And I yep. think there's also a ratio that's good for a gym to grow. And then sure. there's like a percentage growth that maybe isn't, right? Obviously, if you open your doors, you bring in 40 people, that's awesome. Right. But say now, I don't think many gym owners are in a position to take 40 people in. Like 40 people came to your door. Month over month. I would, came I to your door right now and just say, we want to sign up 40 people. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> do, you, do you have all okay, the automation what, in like, place to make that right, work? And right. you have coaches on staff to schedule and you got sure. you know, your onboarding process. Is all that like worked out? Otherwise, um, those challenges can be a, a true test of I'm your systems. I'm thinking like, how much more do I, in toilet paper, you <laughs> yeah. know, do I need to buy in paper towels yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. what's our water bill going to go up to and, yeah. and stuff like that too. When you bring 40 more bodies in here, I mean, you know, Shaco has grown and it's, it's been amazing. It's been, again, like I said earlier, it's been such a huge blessing to mine and Ryan's life. Um, but there's also a limit. Like at one point we were thinking before we re-signed our lease for this space here, um, we were thinking about moving to Manchester. Oh, really? Um, we were looking at a space. Um, old town? Uh, old town. I guess old. I don't know. It's right next to there's a brewing company. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They ended up leasing there. the rest yeah. of that space. Um, so we looked at that facility. It had parking. You know, it was big enough. There was going to be a locker room. It was super cool. But then when we really sat down, um, and looked at the construction cost of it financially, as well as, you know, looking at just what we owe here, you know, it was super exciting because that was going to be new, shiny, mm-hmm. fun. Um, but it was going to be like $90,000 in, in construction. And, and I, I'm like, Ryan, debt could be completely paid off in three years, right? If we stay and understand this, this community and let Shaco be a well-oiled machine. And then neither of us want to still be in the city mm-hmm. long-term, right? So Shaco can potentially run itself yeah. without, you know, with, with all the, the debt of the business being completely paid off. And then we can really decide where, you know, where do we foresee, like foresee another, another gym in the future? Like where else that is a little bit different, but we use the same business processes that have worked very successfully here yeah, to implement definitely. there, but just in a different dynamic, maybe more out, you know, outskirts of the city for sure. Right. You could turn it over to someone who's very passionate about owning a exactly. gym and, and um, they could kind of be your GM essentially. That right. way you don't have to completely sell it or let it go. Nope. And, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities. Because it, it runs really cool. itself at that point. Yeah. It's just a matter of you have to have the person, again, that right person in the right position mm-hmm. um, who has been in your business and willing to learn and, and kind of take that aspect to then manage it. But then we can focus on growing another one um, at that time. So it's awesome. So yeah. is that kind of like your next steps for the, the business? So you're trying um, to like... Definitely that not, journey. Yeah, that journey is still granted, you know, there's it's that would be after three the three years we mm-hmm. signed that lease. Um, I think the lease was up in like it was probably a year ago now, um, or so. So still about two more years to, to be to that that point even. Um, whether or not a lot changed in two years before. So to think that that's where it's gonna go, like that's an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot could change. Shaco, there's a, a lot coming to Shaco in the very near future. Um, some change 
that will will probably be happening as well. Um, you'll probably see an ad for hiring. Um, we are looking to hire someone new, a program director, um, but we have to find the right person. And I'm not going to that that program or that process and that next step really isn't going to happen until we feel very, very confident that it's ready to roll out and everyone is aware of it, understanding of it and have, you know, we want to know how our, our current members feel about it and, and things like that. So still before any big major changes come to Shaco, there's still time. Um, but there's definitely a lot of stuff going yeah. in the works. I think it's very, very important to hire slow. Right. You know, it's, it's, um, definitely not out of desperation, of right. course, not in your situation, but I think for other gym owners out there that, that want to bring someone on, I think, um, that's probably the best advice maybe that mm -hmm. we could give is hire slow, hire, hire the right person. Yeah. Hire um, the right person for sure. Keep, keep at it, you know, by yourself if you have to versus mm -hmm. bringing someone in that might not contribute long-term, right? right. Short-term they take some classes over, but then at the end of the day, do you really have what you need? Um, yeah. So that's, that's very important. That's important. Do you yeah. have, um, other advice for gym owners out there that maybe you're looking at, um, growing, expanding sure. or, or anything um, like that? I think it would, it would probably be, you know, we talk about, we, we were talking earlier about today, like we have a coaches meeting at 4 PM today. It's something of like, understand more of what, like everyone wants to grow. Right. And it's growing is important. You need to grow. But do you really need to grow in the number of memberships that you have or do you need to grow in the number of um, services that you offer inside of your gym as well? Right? I think There's, that's key. Right. Because a lot of gym owners think, well, I need more members. I need more volume right, to create like, more revenue, to right. create a bigger space. And um, usually it's not. Usually it's right. it's grow back to the two. I'd rather the, stay the revenue, at the right? number of members we have right at this mm -hmm. moment, because I know everyone's name. Yeah. I know everyone's significant other's name, what they do for a living, you know, details about them at 150 members. I can, yeah. I can hold on to that. There's a rule, can, right? Like you can only keep 150 can, relationships yeah, like, or something like that. Right. Yeah. And that's like, right. That's that, that cusp, which Shaco, you know, I'm very transparent and very happy to sit down and talk successes and failures with anyone because we wouldn't be where we are, where we are today, if it wasn't for the people that have given us, you know, support and help, you know, Rachel and Hector, um, in the beginning helped us understand what it was like to own a gym. And then in the reverse, now I've helped him with the business aspect, which has been yeah. huge. You know, you repay each other. We're so close with that gym. We, you know, we're, we're a very different gym. We're a very different community from that gym, but in the best way. You know, it's, it's awesome. They came to our two-year party. We went to their, their four-year party. Um, it's just, it's a, it's a good relationship to have, but I would say. And those are the owners of, um, Sogo. Sogo. Yeah. Yep. Sogo. Um, and I, I, I would say too, kind of on that topic, again, going down that rabbit hole, we always do is I love the, the Richmond community and the gym owners. There's, there's not really a gym owner, you know, I haven't had the, the ability to really meet SE3, um, S it is S three S three E S three E. I've chatted with him. Uh, met him at one of the affiliate groups. Um, and Weston CrossFit. I don't really know Gen West. Yes, yeah. I don't know them well. Um, but we could run into owners of majority of the gyms in this area, and it's not a hey, how are you? It's a hug, mm -hmm. you know. And I love that. Um, I love that opportunity. But I would say specifically, you know, with a 
a gym wanting to grow, instead of thinking about growing your membership number, so many people, it's like this feeling of, oh my God, well, I have 180 80 members. I'm doing better. Mm-hmm. You have 180 members. Cool. But what's, what's your, your revenue, you know, what's your, your yeah, or better than that. What's your actual like profit profit. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, it's understanding if you have 180 members, do you have the ability to provide a quality service mm-hmm. for those 180 80 members? Or can you provide services to less members and increase revenue and things like that? Right. So that's kind of more of where, and I would say if you asked me two years ago, that would not have been my answer. Right. Right. You would was, think more members. More members. Of and course. it's like, we're bigger, this, this, looks awesome, whatever. No, anything I do from like the knowledge that I've gained from thankfully tribe and other gym owners in the area and, and just podcast and even my discussions with you, it's, it's been something where I'm like, no, a well strategized plan Mm -hmm. with a successful rollout and implementation with the right people in the right positions all of that is key, I feel like, to success versus just trying to... Haphazard, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. just cram as many people in here. And I'm, at 515, I feel like, shit, I'm not doing <laughs> what I'm saying, you know, because there's so many people in that class. But yeah. we, it's, it is something that um, is really important to us. But I think that's, that's key because you, you'll hear people say, oh, we, we need a kids program because I've had members say, we want a kids program. Right. So then you, you roll it out kind of haphazard. It kind of works doesn't really take off. And then the next time you say you bring in another coach or someone who's like, Hey, we should have a kids program. You're like, I tried that. It didn't work. Right. It's like, it doesn't work for us. It's like, well, did it not work? Or maybe you didn't, you didn't, plan it you didn't actually invest the time right. to make it successful. Right. Um, and I think before you even think about other offerings, what are you doing for member retention right. and how are you capitalizing on their satisfaction and right. what, it's a lot easier to keep someone in the door than to bring someone in, like Amen. keep someone already in, right? And Amen. There's so many things you can do, right? That doesn't yeah. cost a whole lot, you know, whether it's remember their birthdays or, mm-hmm. you know, send them Everyone a gets card. a free today on their birthday here. Oh, there you which go. Which is cool. They get an email yeah. and a couple of, you know, it's an automated email. We all know automation is something that in a business of 150 people, I try anytime, like, and I do look at the upcoming month to see, and I do try and send personal text messages out or like Veterans Day, you know, sending grab a free fit aid. If you're in the gym this week, Mm -hmm. thank you for your service. You know, I personally text those members, you know, during for veterans day, but it's also something that like automation is key and to, to allow you to still be successful without losing your mind. Um, and so that birthday email that goes out automatically says, I'm so glad you were born. So glad you're a part of our community. Have a fit aid on us. Happy birthday. You know, yeah, that's the gist of it, basically. But I feel like those are things like we talk about. Yeah. For, for member retention is like, what are you doing to keep those members? Yeah. And some people will balk like, oh, I don't want an automated email. But at the same time, it's like, well, what are you doing right now? Right. And is an automated email, email better or worse? Sure. If it's better or you're not doing anything, then, then maybe that is the way to go. Right. But then there's also a way to make it personal. Right. right? Um, we talked about, you know, bringing in the right people. So mm-hmm. if you don't want to do it automated you should hire someone to handle right. customer satisfaction, right. right? Right. To follow up with them after yeah. they try a class to do all that work yep. um, and actually pay that person. Um, and then the other mistake gym owners will make, you know, cause they want to wear every hat is, well, I can do that. Right. You know, that's not that hard. Yeah. I don't have to pay someone to do that. Yeah. Make, and make and, and then, and then at the end of the day, it's like, well, but 
are you acting on it? Are you actually right. doing it? Or, right. or are you just saying, well, I could do it. I don't want to hire someone and then moving on with the next fire, you know, right. <laughs> the next thing to put right. out. <laughs> exactly. You know, I still personally reach out via text anyone who shows interest in the gym. Mm-hmm. That's something I won't automate. We have a Scipio, had a Scipio account. Mm-hmm. I didn't use it. I don't, I didn't want to automate that. Um, they say I, 30 seconds, a phone call from a lead within 30 seconds. That's your best time to sure. convert them to something. It's, it, that's what, and, and I think that's and that in should high, be personal. That, right. But I was yeah. going to say, I think that's in high, really high volume. Mm-hmm. Like I will sometimes, we'll have people interested in coming to check five people in the week. And I will say, as long as I'm on my A game, right, of reaching out to them and, and getting them in the door, um, there's been times where we probably didn't get a member because of it's something that I'm not ready to let go of yet, mm-hmm. right? But I do make sure that we have other people in other areas of the business. Ryan, make sure that, that you know, people are doing what they, they are fit to do best, yeah. um, specifically, um, to make sure that, that those things can be successful. But that personal text, it's amazing how many times like people will go, Oh my gosh, you know, thank you for reaching out. And I make it a point to check the Shaco email middle of the day and end of the day, majority of the time, this has changed things a little bit, right? Surgery and stuff like that, but sure. making sure that Ryan's looking at it when I'm not, um, is, is important too, or, or someone is Leah is one of our part-time coaches. She's also a physical therapy student, um, at VCU. And if there's anyone in this entire world that I know could do something in tribe for me, if I couldn't do it, if I couldn't get to it, I know that I can count on Leah. She's mm-hmm. taking the time to learn the platform, which is go. a, you know, a, a huge benefit, but, um, yeah. And it's I'd, also relying on those people, right. And right. giving them the ownership to, to make decisions to on it. their own. And, sure. and that's huge too, versus well, I don't want to automate it. So I'm going to, I want the personal touch. I want to do it myself, but are you still creating some redundancy? So whether it's another person or maybe you set up some sort of like catch all, like if it takes more than 24 hours for this person to get a response, then they get an automated response. That way the ones you miss, you still don't miss. You still don't miss. And in some way, shape or form. So there's always cool combinations you can do. There's never one answer fits all. Um, And it's, it's cool to hear you thinking about these things and, and talking about them. Yeah. We still, it's, it's not perfect in any way, shape or form in our process, you know, but we're learning from our mistakes and taking those, um, and propelling ourselves forward and making sure we don't make them in the future. You know, it's, it's, I feel like that's kind of what business ownership is and a, a small business ownership is in a lot of ways is it's, especially when this isn't something you had dreams of doing, Right. <laughs> um, in, in a way. And then also like Ryan did have dreams of owning a gym, but, but even if he was, I wish he was on this with us, it would be a really long podcast, obviously, because you'd have both sides of That's things. Right. But, next time. Yeah. Next time you should get his, his I aspect of it, but owning a business to him has been different than what he even imagined it. And I've right. been able to watch him grow his dream. And that's been really, really awesome. Um, and fulfill that dream every single day. And he's had amazing support with his family and, you know, and friends and members of other, of other gyms just that are, that love him as an athlete and love him as a friend. And because he's such a good person with such a good heart, um, he's had so much support. It's just something that he would tell you that this is, it's not what he thought it would be. Sure. You know, it's like where he is as an athlete, 
is different. Um, and his, his desires and having to balance both is, you know, it's, it's different than it used to be. Um, when you don't have the responsibility of making sure your coaches are paid and, and, you know, of all of these things, the lights stay on, the heat stay on, you know, making sure all that stuff is, is taken care of day over day, month over month, week, whatever. It's, it's just, it's different. You don't realize that. Um, and so it's, it's been fun. And, and like I said, it's, it's been a, something that we've succeeded in things and we failed in things, but we've picked ourselves back up and kept going forward. And that's, that's all you can, you know, you can do is, is continue to grow and learn and be open to change, be open to criticism. Like just because a member comes to me, if, if, if a member did and was like, and we've had a member at one point come and say, you know, I think I'm going to go start training at another facility. It's, it wasn't a CrossFit facility, but it was personalized programming just because she felt that that's what she needed. And that was, and she was like, I don't want you to be mad at me. And I'm like, I'd be mad at you if you told me you were just not going to work out. Right. Right. But I'm not going to be, you stayed and weren't happy. Right. right? Or you stayed and (laughs) were unhappy and and you, you know, affected my members experience. Like everyone goes through those things, but I would say as a, you know, as a gym owner, as if you can't take that type of criticism or if you think that your members are just happy, right. All the time or that you don't need to change or that it's your way or the highway and you don't take in those considerations, then you're going to, you're going to allow yourself some hurt, um, in the end. So accept it. I don't expect to make everyone happy and I don't expect to be the gym that everyone needs. But what I expect to be is the best that we know we can be and what we are here to do and who that's right for is who I want in my facility. You know, it's, and Ryan feels the same way. Um, he just says it in a less coddling way than I do to people, you know, and <laughs> oh, that's so funny. it's, it's something, it's just, we're, we're polar opposites in a lot of ways. Um, which is why I probably handle, handle member management and then he handles programming and coaching. Um, but people know anyone who knows Ryan knows how much he cares, which is, is awesome. Just because we say it in different ways doesn't, you know, it doesn't show sure. that he doesn't care. And that, that could be, you know, the good thing, right? That right. you don't say it in the same way. Yeah, exactly. I th- and I think that that's what the members would probably say. We recently did a video that had some member um, interviews in it. And um, one of those questions is kind of like, who are Ryan and Mandy? And it's hearing who I am versus who Ryan is. You know, they, yeah. they we're different. We're very different. Sure. And their, you know, their views on us are different. But I think that's kind of like, I feel like the gist of this conversation, a lot of ways is like, we're doing what we're good at and then not, you know, and, and discuss everything in between to make sure yep. that the decisions are made on an even, even field. But it's, it's a matter of we're doing what we're, we are good at. Do you have any, um, advice for mothers that are also business owners slash working full time? Like you work for tribe, you, you know, co-own this gym, you're also a mother, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have, uh, and it can even be general, right? Sure. Just obviously there's always that dynamic there. Right. Um, something's going to come before the other, right? Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. What, what, what do you have to say to like maybe mothers out there that, that maybe they want a busy schedule, b- busy schedule, or maybe they want to, um, try to tackle being a business sure. owner, but sure. they feel like maybe because they're a mother, they, they, they can, or it'd be too much of a sacrifice. I don't right. know. Right. You're the mother. You yeah, speak. <laughs> absolutely. I think that, um, 
probably the most important thing is what, what matters to you? Like what is valuable and prioritize that in your day for your day, for your week, for your month, for your year. Like, and that's not good. Like people aren't good at that. And I'm not always, I haven't always been the best at that, but trying to prioritize, like what is the most important thing to you? And those are priorities. And then the rest gets filled in. We've talked about our website. I hate our website. Oh my gosh. I hate our website. You heard it here, folks. Right. But (laughs) I am finally, because I can start prioritizing that into the mix of it, it really is important to me. We're going to finally tackle that and, and revamp it. Um, but it's a matter of it waited. It was on the back burner and people would be like, gosh, your website, you know, yeah. or Shannon one day was like, you know, the personal training part of your, your website has Latin or whatever. It's filler content, oh, yeah. whatever it is. From you know, a template or something. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, it, and that was something that I knew in the back of my mind. But in all honesty, until I was able to either have someone take over that and I hadn't been at that point to where that could be done, mm-hmm. um, it just didn't get done. Sure. And so understanding that you can't be all things to everyone and you can't yeah. be all in if you're trying to do everything. And I'm OCD and I'm a perfectionist in a lot of ways. And I've had to embrace and understand for myself that if I try and do all of these things, I'm going to do none of them at a hundred percent and that doesn't benefit anyone. So focus on what's the most important thing for you. And the most important thing for me is that do my members know if they need me or if they need something, they can reach out. Yes. I don't think there's any member in here. I'd love to know, you know, and and if someone doesn't, maybe they're not going to be the ones who come to me to tell you, but I'm pretty sure that all of them know they all have my personal cell phone number. It's, um, and I say personal cell phone number because that is the business cell phone number in a sense, (laughs) right? It's like, that is that piece. But that's why I also don't have a desire to go much bigger than we are in the number of members we have just increasing the revenue in other ways. Um, And then my son, you know, my time with my son is valuable. We talked about today, he's you know, playing on the iPad, he gets an, a limited amount of electronic time in a day mm-hmm. because of what I think is important for him to do and spend doing activities. But tonight, because I'm taking this time with you, we're going to be full in, all involved. You know, we're going to find something fun to do, build Legos, things that he enjoys um, to make sure that I'm making up for those times. So I've already looked at my day and said, okay, I know I'm going to commit this amount of time with Joe tonight you know, it's, it's going to be a family time, you know, last night, knowing that this morning was going to be this way last night, we played Monopoly Fortnite, like Fortnite Monopoly. Yeah. yeah, And and you spend that time. So looking at what it is you're doing, what's really important to you. And also knowing that you can't do it all and accepting, be gracious with yourself. You know, it's like, understand that. And people understand that too. We don't like to, I hate to ask for help. Yeah hate it. Yep. But this <laughs> has required me yep. to have to understand too. For those like, that don't see this, uh, yes, yeah, my broke foot. Your I'm foot. pointing yeah. at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I broke my foot. And, and so I've been complete non weight bearing since surgery last Wednesday was limited weight bearing for the month prior to that cannot drive. So Uber has earned a lot of my business recently. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would think that that's that's important. And when, as a mother, 
um, and as a woman, um, it's really important for you also to understand that having you time doesn't make you a bad mom. Taking time out to go to the gym doesn't make you a bad mom. Like even if you work full time and you still take an hour out of your day to go to the gym, it's, that does not make you a bad mom. You have to have you time to be able to be a, a good, you have to, you can't pour from an empty cup, so to speak. You know, it's like you have to refuel whatever it is that you need to refuel, refuel. You have to take that time to do it so that you can give on the back end what you need to who you need when you need to. Right. Um, so take the time, whatever is important to you and invest in it. Go to the gym, sit outside and read for, you know, like in the, in the summers when my son was home with me, um, I would make sure that I woke up early enough every single morning so that I could sit outside. Like this was the first summer working for tribe and I worked from home that I had my son. It sounds so weird when I say it, but full time in a sense where I've always been a working mom. So I never had experienced what it's like to work from home and have my son with me and not in school or in daycare or something. And the summer was the first time. And so I kind of changed my, my routine a little bit to make sure that I could have me time in the morning. I love to drink coffee. Um, and I love to read or listen to podcasts. And so I would get up early to sit out on the front porch on the rocker, yep. watch all the craziness of, you know, 27th street and Churchill oh, wow. and, you know, and, and that would be me time, which would set me up to be ready for when my son woke up to tackle his needs. And then he knew my focus for work was through a certain time. And then I'd take a break and him and I would go to the park and he'd play for 30 minutes. You know, I, I didn't have two hours to give him when I'm working full time as well, but if I can give him that little bit of time and he also knows if he needs me, he lets me know. It was it was a great summer. You know, I spent more time with him in a summer than I ever have and, and planned also time away from all of this yeah. to spend with him. Um, you gotta, was important I guess too. you got to car- kind of like compartmentalize a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, say from the hours of 5 p.m. to whatever today is going to be this and, you know, I won't look at the phone or I won't, right. you know, open up the business email. Like you have to have those clear, like you said, lines in the sand or, or however right. delineations um, to prioritize that time. The 100%. minute that you, well, I'll just check real quick or, you know, I got this alert from work phone and you start looking at it, it just snowballs real it does. quick. So it does. I've seen that. And I think that too, like mentioning that I've, I've tried to Mason being seven and needing me in his life, you know, yeah. to, to guide him and to teach him. And he can't, some kids, I guess, would cook on a stove. I'm not going to let Mason use a stove at seven years old. Um, those types of I was things. pushing it's, mowers at seven, right. you know? <laughs> yeah, right. True. Um, but it's a matter of like who I need to be for Mason is really important. But even in this conversation, it, it also opens my eyes to, to realize too, is like, there are so many times where dinner with Ryan mm-hmm. consists of business talk, yeah, which is cool. But we also prioritize and have to make sure that we are focused on us as well outside of, yeah, our time too is like outside of all of this is like, that's really important. Um, So it's, I think it's really just things we're not good at it, but making it something that if you're going to commit to it is commit to understanding that 
you're going to fail. You're going to be successful. Be gracious with yourself and prioritize the things that are really, really important to you, like family and time with your kids or whatever it is first. Put those, schedule those in first. And then from there, fill in the rest and it will, it'll, it'll grow. When people are sleeping, when my son is sleeping at 11 PM, right? I'm going to lose some sleep on one of those nights, but that's when I may be up reconciling QuickBooks for Shaco, right? Right, Or, or answering emails from, Mm -hmm. from tribe or whatever it is. It's like knowing and understanding where you can give and take, you know, unfortunately with, um, you know, having my son 50% with 50, 50 custody, his dad's amazing. Um, he's amazing father and he's amazing with being able to be available and, and everything for Mason, but also understanding too, that my time with him when I have it is when I have it. Um, and then the other 50% of the time he's going to, he's going to be with his dad. And that's when I'm going to focus on, you know, putting my, you know, my head down and, and drilling through work as well. Other people who, you know, don't have 50, 50 custody, they're blessed in more ways than I can say, cause they have their kids a hundred percent of the time. Um, but also scheduling that time with your spouse to say, okay, look, you know, I normally take care of all of these things in the evening. Mm-hmm. I do need time and, and sharing, um, yeah. sharing those responsibilities and understanding that I think would be key too. So, uh, yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. So. Did you have uh, anything else you wanted to, to talk about? Nothing that, um, I mean, unless I, th- I think that ultimately it, it comes down to just we're here, we're a community in our four walls, but we also are a community outside of these four walls. I say it all the time. Um, and it, as a team, as a group of people, I think that we can do a ton. I'm appreciative of everything that you're doing for the Richmond community. Oh, thank you. Um, and affiliates. And it's been something that's really been powerful to me. Um, these podcasts have been great listening to. And I think that the more that we as a community, our goal is making people more healthy. As definitely. a business, you you want to make money, right? And sure. that's, that's definitely a a huge factor in all of this is you want to be a successful business yeah. owner. And I keep um, using the phrase that there's, there's plenty of sick people to go around. Yep. There really there is. is. There is. It's, <laughs> it's not, you know, it's, it's not sad, a comp- but it's right. true. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a matter of like, as a community, Ryan and I are open to understanding how we can all work together to get the name out there of health wellness, how important right. it is to be healthy and, and what that means. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's hopefully not a, an affiliate owner or a gym owner out there that we haven't run into that knows that that's what we're about. It's it's 100% community over competition um, in that regard. And if our experience can help, by all means, mm-hmm. you know, and, and provide someone else with information, we're open to it um, and vice versa. If, if I feel from these podcasts, you know, reaching out to other people too and, and gaining knowledge from them, um, after and seeing their, you know, their mindsets and, and learning from that. Like that's, that's kind of the key I feel like of a, of a community and we want to be you know, a part of that. So it's cool. That's awesome. So yeah. where can people find you? Obviously Shaco Bottom CrossFit, yeah. but if they wanted to get in touch with you and sure. talk shop or talk about 
optimizing the schedule of being a mom or whatever. You right. Know. Um, uh, I, Instagram is probably the best way. I don't check Facebook a ton. Um, and that's Mandy May. Um, May is not my middle name. A lot of people think May is. May is Mason. Gotcha. Um, so Mandy May. And I, I want to say it's like an underscore dot Mandy May. I make it complicated for whatever reason. But Mandy May, you'll that's see right. it's a picture of Mason and I. Or it might be me. I don't know. I think Either you're way. doing a handstand or something. Oh, yeah, you're right. I yeah. am. Handstand on a wall in, in uh, Nashville. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. after a co-parenting. Uh, it, we were. I was in Nashville um, for a co-parenting because that's so important yeah. to me. It's important to me. And through this process um, is learning to co-parent well um, with your child's parent. And so um, that's what, what I was in Nashville for. But that's that was that picture. Yeah, you're right. So it's on cool. a colored wall or something. Yeah. If someone wanted to, to drop in, do you do typically is, is Saturdays a good time to do that? And they can have brunch with you at, uh, on the rocks. Or? Always, <laughs> always. Saturdays are good days. Saturdays are free days, um, that anyone can come and work out for free here. Um, ultimately filling out the contact form or reaching out to me directly, Instagram, the, the gym page, um, as well, we'll, we'll get you in here. If you don't have experience, that's okay. We want to know, obviously that's really important. So we can alert. We don't, we don't, I mean, we will sit down and go over and I, I kind of, I like to triage anyone who's interested in joining the gym first, understanding what is their previous experience. Um, how can you recommend or prescribe something to somebody if you don't know know. them? Yeah, exactly. So we have CrossFit. Do you want that? It's like, they don't know. They don't know. Right. (laughs) What are your goals? Right. What are your needs? in your goals. And once I know your needs and your goals, then I can see if I can add value to your life. And at that point, that's the only way you can, I feel like that's, that's mm-hmm. the way I approach everyone is I want to add value to your life. If I can't add value to your life, then I don't want you to pay me money right. for a service, you know? And so, um, reaching out that they can find us that way. That's Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so, so much for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the RBA Affiliate Collective Podcast. This is Joe Ellis. Be sure to follow us on iTunes and give us a subscribe. Also check us out on YouTube under the same name, RBA Affiliate Collective. And don't forget our shop, rbaaffiliatecollective.org. Thank you. Have a good one.